Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is Straight Fire. With Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Tuesday, January 24th. Got a great interview today with the lovely Jovan Buha. The guy is tremendous. Covers the Lakers for the Athletic. I've met him at Laker Games. Super friendly guy. Really plugged in. We break down the huge seismic Lakers trade acquiring the Japanese Jordan, Rui Hachimura. And it's a fun fact. I was a fan of Rui Hachimura at Gonzaga, and I love saying his name, if you couldn't tell. So I think it's a great pickup for the Lakers. We'll break that down. Lakers getting ready to make a move tonight. Huge game, and I'm not, I'm not even, no joke. It's a big one against the Clippers. They could pick up a game. Clippers are two games ahead of them in the sixth spot. Lakers got to win this one. I, I'm not even kidding. January, I know January can't be must win. There's 30 games left. I'm just telling you guys, we'll break it down with, with Mr. Buha. If you look at the schedule, this one's a big one. They got the Spurs tomorrow uh, on a back-to-back. They'll probably try to rest LeBron and steal a win against the tanking Spurs. And if you can win those two, then you go into a tough East Coast trip. The schedule gets harder. Could be some Lakers talk in your future. I know you guys are excited. Come on. Even the Laker haters can get excited. Um, it, it's getting exciting. NBA is getting good. About 30 games left, 35-ish. Uh, Bucks dropped a 150 burger last night. I know nobody cares. Chris Middleton still not rounding into form. College basketball is getting exciting. I was doing some research on Kansas State, thinking about acquiring some Kansas State futures for the NCAA tournament. We'll see. I mean, it's early. Gosh, I love hoops. I'm even getting cowherd to start to like college hoops. No, not really. Um, before we get to the interview, some quick words. Really excited for these NFL games. I've seen so many stats that basically say this is the the most toss-up Final Four in the NFL we've had in like 25, 26 years. There is no considerable favorite. The Eagles are a slight favorite. They have a short edge, not a big one. And as such, the 49ers are the longest shot remaining because obviously they're playing the Eagles on the road, which is interesting because I think I'm getting closer to pulling the trigger on Niners. I would love to see a three. I don't think it's going to get there. Two and a half, still Eagles at home. I think it's an overreaction. Reminder, this was minus one before the game. So we're talking about a, I mean, you're not going through a key number. You're just crossing the zero, which isn't that big. But it's a significant move, I think. Not massive, but it's the most significant of these games. Um, and I think that is because Philly looked incredible. I mean, they rang up, what, 200 and... I got to hear some more of my notes. 200 and... 
233, uh, sorry, 221 yards on the ground against the Giants. I mean, that's great. That's outstanding. But I need to remind you guys, the Giants are not a good football team. I looked up Football Outsiders DVOA. The Saints and Falcons finished ahead of the Giants. So, like, that's the level team we're talking about. Sure, Dexter Lawrence was great at moments during the season. And uh, the young kid, what's his name? Uh, Thibodeau was good coming off the edge. Yeah, they had some good players, but come on. Now you're going up against, oh, the 49ers defense, which led the NFL in run defense when you look at yards per carry. They have arguably the best duo of linebackers in Greenlaw and Warner in the league. And somebody on TV was breaking down how Fred Warner essentially covered C.D. Lamb in space twice. Like, one of them helped force an interception, the first pick that Dak had. And the second time was a key incompletion where he had T.Y. Hilton deep over the middle. But Dak thought, okay, based on where the blitz came from, the safety, uh, Mufanga, I'm going to have a linebacker on C.D. Lamb, and Warner just got there. I mean, he's that good. I think you he's going to eliminate all this, oh, we're going to have Jalen Hurts running all over the place. Like, I, I just don't know about that. I mean, it's really strength on strength. These teams are very good. Two completely awesome rosters. Listen, if we're being honest, Eagles and the 49ers have the two best rosters left in the playoffs. Chiefs are good. Bengals are very good. They both have the better quarterbacks. The other interesting fact that I turned up, I mean, it's not really turning up, but when you look at the quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, big money deal, has not kicked in yet. Next year, his cap hit goes up, and he's the third highest cap hit in the league. Number one is Deshaun Watson. Two is Dak Prescott. Three is Mahomes. Four is Josh Allen. So Mahomes has not gotten paid yet. Joe Burrow, still on the rookie deal. Jalen Hurts, still on the rookie deal, second-year pick. Brock Purdy, rookie, seventh-round pick. That's why these teams are here. When you can build a really, really good roster around cheap quarterbacks, you're going to have a chance. And I'm not eliminating everybody who hasn't, but look at the other teams that were just eliminated. Daniel Jones, he ain't making a lot of money. He was on his rookie deal. We'll see what happens. Maybe they pay him, maybe they don't. Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, his big, huge deal kicks in next year, and I'm sure we'll spend a lot of time in the offseason talking about it. It's rough. Trevor Lawrence, rookie contract. And Josh Allen closing out his big deal, and it kicks in next year. So the secret sauce is out there. you got to get a quarterback, don't pay him a lot, build an awesome roster, and you're good to go. Easier said than done, right? The 49ers is fascinating. What do you do with Trey Lance? Do you keep him? That What if he loses the job to Brock Purdy? I think we're certain Jimmy G's gone. And then you have the question like, oh, well, could Brock Purdy be their quarterback of the future? Or if he totally is awful in the first half and Rob was shooting me down yesterday, you can't put Jimmy G in. You can't. Oh, you sure? I don't know. Jimmy G's played in a couple big games. Now, coming off the injury against that front four is tough, but Niners have a good offensive line. I will also point out one more fun fact before we get to Mr. Jovan Buha. And this somebody on Twitter pointed this out to me. Like, everybody's bagging on the Niners for not playing anybody. So, how many top-tier defenses have the Eagles faced? And this is, this is interesting. So, they went 2-3 and three against top-10 defenses this year. They went 1-1 one one against Washington, which is interesting. Remember, they lost, I think it was 32-21 on the Monday night football game. That was weird because they had just had a couple fluky turnovers. Washington defense didn't totally shut them down. They lost to the Saints, but it was Gardner Minshew. So Gardner Minshew didn't move the football well. Then they split with Dallas. But again, they faced Cooper Rush, and then, then they had Gardner Minshew. So it's, it's difficult to parse, like, well, what is Philly going to do against a really good defense? And I think the answer is, we don't really know. I think there's going to be a little shock to the system here. That would be my guess. Obviously, I would I would assume this will be low scoring. I think the definite advantage Philly has is on the outside with A.J. Brown and our guest last week, quarterback school guy, J.T. O'Sullivan, pointed it out that this 49ers defense can be had on the outside. Now, the only problem is, are you going to have time with Bosa chasing you down and Armstead coming up the middle? Are you going to have time 
to get A.J. Brown deep. Because another stat, um, the 49ers defending the middle of the field are one of the top three teams in the league in multiple categories. Partially because of those linebackers, but also the safeties are great. 49ers aren't going to blitz either. I, I would assume they're going to... D'Amico Ryans, who... Uh, interesting stuff from Jay Glazer. So D'Amico Ryans had four interviews lined up last week. He had to cancel two of them to prepare for the Cowboys, which kind of is some gamesmanship. Why the hell would you schedule four anyway? Only to cancel two? Make it look like you're really committed? Anyways, I like D'Amico Ryans a lot. I think he's going to scheme up some interesting stuff here to confuse Hurts, who, by the way, is coming off an injury. I don't think he wants to run as much. And San Francisco, perhaps the hardest-hitting team in the league. And I did float a stat earlier that teams that played San Francisco the following week were something like 0-12 or something, some ridiculous stat. I don't have the exact number. And you strip out the, you know, questionable games at the end of the season where guys are sitting guys. But that's how physical they are. They just beat you up. I feel bad for Tony Pollard. They literally broke his uh, fibula or tibula, whatever it was. And he's going to be out. But this is a Niners team that, I mean, again, Philly faced the Giants. They faced the worst team of the final eight that were remaining. Not a knock on the Giants, just a fact. And now you go from a bad Giants team to a nasty 49ers defense. Um, at the same time, listen, Eagles defense is nothing to scoff at. I just don't think they have the linebackers, and I think McCaffrey, assuming he's healthy, I, I, the, the McCaffrey stuff caught me by surprise. I didn't think it was serious, but we'll see if he's at, at practice. I'm sure we'll wait for the practice reports. Um, didn't do as much today on Bengals Chiefs. It looks like Bengals are now favored market-wide by one and a half. I see one, two and a half out there. I, I, you have to make Burrow the favorite. And you wonder, does somebody in Kansas City have an end to what's going on with Patrick Mahomes. Is he propped up at home, elevating the foot, getting round-the-clock treatment? Like, what the heck is going on? Some gambler out there knows because, you know, you're betting six figures on games. You got to have the best information. At any rate, I'm just fascinated by all this NFL. We'll talk about it all week. But for now, let's get to the NBA and the wildly interesting Los Angeles Lakers with my, my guy, Jovan Buha of The Athletic. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now wherever you're listening. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome in from The Athletic. He covers the Lakers, the NBA. He's at all the LeBron press conferences. His Monday was hampered by the big news of Rui Hachimura going to the Lakers. Johan, Jovan Buha. Did I butcher that? Jovan, damn it. I did. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. It's a hard name to say. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Uh, it, it's been, I mean, it feels like there's just always something going on uh, with, with the Lakers beat. Uh, you can never have, you know, you, you think you're, you're just having a normal Friday night primetime matchup between the Lakers <laughs> and the Grizzlies that breaks out into a, a, a halftime altercation. And, uh, you know, it, it's just it, it, there's always something going on, but it, it's always fun. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think, you know, obviously we're going to get into the trade. Like, I, I think this was, you know, on, on one hand, a small move. It wasn't the the blockbuster that Laker fans have been waiting for, but. I think it's the type of move that really upgrades the roster. Uh, and yeah. and I think Roy's got some untapped potential, uh, but the Lakers got younger, they got bigger, they got uh, you know more athletic. Uh, and I think for, for a group that has been undersized for most of the season, this kind of balances the positional structure of the roster. So um, mm. I, I really like the move. And I think you know at the cost of Kendrick Nunn, who went healthy, what was out of the rotation... Uh, you know, when the Lakers are at full strength and, and then also just three second round picks, like uh, I think it really was a no brainer. Yeah. Uh, we could dive into that in a moment, but you, since you mentioned the Lakers Grizzlies Friday night fiasco, um, I mean, it, listen, it, I, I know it's tough. Your job, I, I, again, relatively to sports media, you're not digging digits, but you know, let's be realistic. Jovan, uh, you could be covering, I don't know, an irrelevant team like, <laughs> Washington Wizards, Orlando Magic. I mean, you go to a game, and then there was the Dylan Brooks, Shannon Sharp, and your videos were all over social media. Yeah. Are you getting paid for those, by the way? No, no. Uh, I, I'm getting credited, which you know, hopefully boosts the following, yeah. and and then in turn maybe leads to to you know payment down the road with, with different opportunities. But um, yeah, no. I mean, I, I mean, I, I want to be clear. I'm not complaining by by any means. I, I guess I'm just no, saying it. It feels like. You already have like your kind of typical beat duties of, of just like the flow of a game and um, you know different things you're working on and, and always kind of talking to people. But it feels like with the Lakers, there's always just a curveball uh, around the corner that uh, makes the job more fun, but but also more challenging to, depending on what it is. Did you now? What was the was the vibe like? Oh man, this could escalate as it was going down, or no? Yeah, I mean, I I I missed the beginning of it uh, because at halftime, it's it's usually we we get up. You know, we were seated. Uh, the, the Lakers beat writers sit on the opposite end uh, of where it happened, so we're on the Lakers side uh, of the court. Uh, so I, I didn't. You know, typically uh, we get up, uh, go to the you know the Chick Hearn press room. You know, you you've been there before. Uh, you, yeah. you have everyone huddles around the ice cream machine and, and get some water, or <laughs> coffee, or yeah. popcorn, whatever, whatever you're you're trying to get at halftime to kind of refuel. And uh, so as I got up from my seat, I started walking and then I just see like this congregate of, of the Grizzlies bench going towards, uh, you, you know, the, the sideline. And I'm like, usually it's some type of, of fan. I mean, and of course, it, it technically was a fan, but it wasn't, you know, it's normally just a random fan courtside, you know, says something to a player and, and they get upset and maybe they'll say something. They'll try to get them thrown out. But you rarely see it where like the whole team moves to the sideline and of course you know shannon being uh i mean i, mean, I walked by him the dude's huge like i, I could yeah. see why uh dylan brooks or, or john morant needed some backup there but uh, <laughs> but aquaman is not bad backup. no um, yeah that uh so that, that would have been interesting but yeah i mean i i've you rarely see something like that but but again uh, i feel like when I, mean, I remember I was at Lakers Rockets a few years ago, but when you had the whole situation with with Chris oh. Paul and and Rajon Rondo and uh, you know right. that kind of sp- there was the Laker fan that got up 
Uh, I don't know if you remember that, but there was a fan sitting courtside on the baseline who like once it started, he like got up and looked like he was ready to go, even though he he was like 10 feet from the play. But it's like there's just something about the the spotlight of a Laker game and, and really like the way the lighting is in the arena that it just I feel like there's always just some extra juice there. So, um, yeah, yeah I mean, it, it was I, I didn't see it coming, but I I, I then like tried to beeline over there and, and get as close as I could. But at that point, it got broken up. But uh yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was that was crazy. So fun Friday night, and then Sunday night you're in Portland. The Lakers are getting their butts kicked. I think what twenty five at halftime. Half yeah, and apparently Patrick Beverly gives some spirited halftime talk, and the Lakers storm back. Patrick Beverly talking all the while to Damian Lillard, pointing at his watch that he's not wearing and acting like it's broken. And the Lakers win in in what felt like a stirring victory, and then moments—well, not moments later, but the next day, yesterday—they end up trading Kendrick Nunn for Rui Hachimura. Talk about just the Portland into the trade and whatever you've heard about that halftime speech. Yeah, well, the the Lakers and, and Wizards had been discussing this for a few days. This got on my radar on Saturday, uh, so I, I didn't know exactly when it was going to happen. It sounded like it was going to happen w- within a few days. Uh, but you know, the, the main thing they were haggling over was the, the picks and just how many second round picks, what years, um, and you know, the, the Lakers, I, I think are, have been very diligent in, in their talks because of how many picks they've already traded, you know, really trying to strategize and, and plan out, you know, what years can we, you know, move these picks? What, what, you know, how do we value these picks? Um, but I, I think. I mean, this group has gone 10 and nine since Anthony Davis's injury. And if you look at the beginning part of the schedule was relatively easy, but it's gotten tougher and, and winning, you know, a, a Friday night, you know, important uh, matchup against Memphis and then beating Portland on the road, uh, a team that they're jockeying with right now in the West standings. They actually just passed Portland because of that win. Uh, I think they've shown a message, you know, or sent a message rather to the front office that, this group has some fight in them and there's potential there. You you've seen it uh, in the form of, you know, beating Memphis and uh, that Milwaukee win back in December. And some of these close losses that they've had to, to teams like mm. Philly and uh, Dallas. And like, they've shown that if you get us some help and, and obviously help is on the way in the form of Anthony Davis. But if you bring in a uh, Rui Hachimura, who I think is probably going to start for this group, uh, uh, you know, maybe not from day one, but uh, eventually when LeBron and AD are, are you know, when AD's back, it's going to be AD, LeBron, and, and Rui. Um, interesting. Like, I think now all of a sudden th- this team looks interesting because they've had to play a lot of three guard lineups. They've often been at a size disadvantage. Like, Le- LeBron had a quote uh, after the, the Memphis game where Memphis had 39 second chance points, which was the oh the God. most a team has had in over 25 years. LeBron was asked about that, and he said that team's got eight or nine dudes that are six, eight, and above. We've got like three or four of them, and they just added another one in in Rui. And again, I I don't want to. I don't think Rui solves all of their problems, but I I think at full strength, Kendrick was the sixth guard on this roster, wasn't going to be playing much, and to swap him out, add in Rui, I I think a guy who's better than Juan Toscano Anderson, probably better than Troy Brown Jr. All of a sudden, you, you go from like replacing your 11th guy to a starter like that to me is just a no-brainer uh, upgrade for the Lakers. So uh, I also think they, they deserve some credit. They, they've been getting a lot of heat, the front office, a lot of heat about not making a move and, yeah. and about standing pat. And they just took on $3 million almost uh, in luxury tax uh, hit from this deal. So uh, again, like that's part of their job. So I'm not, I'm not trying to say they're, they're doing anything that um, you know, going above and beyond necessarily, but I think they've they've gotten a lot of flack recently, um, deservedly so to an extent. But I think with, with this move, they showed, hey, like we're we're looking to be creative. We we basically kept all our assets. They still have the two first round picks that they can trade uh, ahead of the, the deadline. So I expect yeah. there's another thing coming. I, I think that they're going to make another move. Uh, right now, my guess would be something like Patrick Beverly in a first for uh, another upgrade, but. You know, could that be two firsts for for a bigger upgrade? Could Russell Westbrook get involved? Like, I think there's different ways they can go, but it's going to depend on AD coming back and looking good, this team continuing to win, and what else is out there. And and so far, AD is on on track to be back w- within about a week or so. 
The team is continuing to win even without him. And the trade market is kind of the one thing where it's like, as of now, it's it's not a great market. So I, I don't know if they find that big upgrade, but could they get Boyan Bogdanovich? Uh, you know, Gary Trent is another name that, that's been out there. Uh, just just a, another type of wing shooter that could really upgrade this team. Because that's the one thing with Roy. He, he's not much of a shooter, shooting 33.7% this year uh, on threes. Did shoot 43% last year. So like you, you kind of average that out. That, that's, that's a plus shooter, but low volume. I, I don't know if you can fully trust his shot, but mm. I think if they can find that shooter... Uh, I think this is a team that no one's going to want to face in the first round. Oh, get there. Now, the uh, the thing is, he he came out of Gonzaga, yeah. and I liked his game a lot. He averaged, thir- I think, 13 is a rookie. Very good player. But he's become one of these stretch, almost like a stretch, not quite a stretch four, but a stretch four in a small ball mm-hmm. lineup, would you say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he, he uh, uh, you know oscillates between the, the three and the four. If you look at a uh, basketball reference, he, he's almost split between small forward and power forward. So, um, you know, the Lakers just didn't have like uh, again JTA six foot six, Troy Brown yeah, six foot wiry. six. Uh, like those guys are playing a lot of three and four, whereas Roy is, is a six foot eight, two hundred thirty pound, like sturdy. I mean, you look at you know just going through some of his clips, like he, I mean he he dunks on like everybody. He, he dunked on AD yeah. last year. Like he's very athletic oh. and explosive. Um, a couple. No- I mean the 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 knocks I've heard. I mean durability is one concern. He's only played fifty seven games. Uh, that, that that's the most he's ever played in a season. Oh, um, although last year he he took a mental health break, so that that kind of what was, do we know what that was about? Um, I, I don't off the top of my head. Um, I, I you know in in doing some reading, I, it was um, I saw it had something to do with the the Japanese national team, uh, because he is you know the, uh, the kind of the face of that, and um, I think some of the, the the pressure and stuff that came with that, but uh, not a hundred percent sure on on. Well, I was just kind of doing some research on, you know, his, his background. Oh, wow. Here we go. Yeah. So he was subjected to online racism by okay. Japanese ethnic nationalists. Yeah. So that, um, that sounds familiar. Um, I, I remember reading that last year. So oh, that's, that's, that's awful. And that and so, yeah, I mean, so I think that that's a little skewed, but I think with him, it's, it's more of like an awareness and, and consistency thing. Uh, you know, three point shooting again, kind of been up and down, but uh, you know, Washington, it's interesting how this all kind of unfolded because he just had a 30 point game on Saturday and then was asked after the game if he had requested a trade from the Wizards uh, just because of all the recent speculation of them trading him. He said no comment, but then he said, you know, I, I want to be somewhere where I'm wanted. You know, I feel like I can give more, mm. and et cetera, et cetera. And then a couple of days later, he's traded to the Lakers. So um, this has been building, I, I think, on, on the Washington side for the Lakers side. They've been looking for a forward upgrade for, for months. So I, I really think for. For Washington, you know that they're saving money. That they're now not in the position to have to re-sign him because you know most teams don't want to just give up on uh, you know a, a restricted free agent like, like yeah. Uh, so I think it, it makes sense for both sides. But for the Lakers in a competitive win now situation, I think Roy is definitely an upgrade over Kendrick Nunn. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's a lot happening these days. 
but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Yeah, I feel like, you know, in the NBA, it's weird, Yovan, because... Uh, if people look at the casual fan is going to see them and be like, oh, Rui Hachimura, what is this? this guy's nothing special. And, you know, he's not going to move the needle. He's not an all-star. But it's these small moves that can matter. Because remember, the Lakers aren't at full strength. People, I went to a game recently, Lakers-Mavs, uh, no Austin Reeves. You had no Lonnie Walker, no AD. That's three of their top five players, maybe four. I don't know. And I'm like, how the hell are they even winning games at competitive? And it really comes down to LeBron, some Russell Westbrook, and you know Thomas Bryant on occasion. But once they get healthy, as you said, this is going to be a dangerous team. But people still don't want to give them the credit. Um, I, I don't know why. Why do you think that is? Is it just a LeBron backlash nonsense? I think it's a couple of reasons. I think one, I mean, for for as well as they've played and, and going ten and nine uh, since AD's injury, like they're still twelfth in the West. And you could look at it one of two ways. You can look at it well, they're a game back a tenth, and they're you know. And this is currently we're speaking, um, you know, uh, as things stand right now, Monday afternoon. But um, you know, a game out of the tenth, two games out of sixth. Uh, so that's the optimistic side. That the the pessimistic side is they're twelfth right now, and they've been out of the playing mix for most of the season. And as Darvin Ham recently said, like we can keep showing these flashes of of promise and. Um, you know, beating a good team every now and then, but like there's 30 something games left. Like we got to put it together at some point. We, we can't just keep saying, oh, you know, we're, we're on the way, you know, we're, we're figuring it out. It's like, we got to figure it out. We, we got to start putting some consistency together. And I think they've done that recently with, uh, you know, they, they had a recent five game win streak, uh, you know, did have a couple of, of close losses to Dallas and Philly, but now re- responded very well uh, with, with these wins over Memphis and Portland. So I think, I mean, I think, it, you you mentioned LeBron backlash. I, I think that's part of it. I think there's a lot of Russ backlash where just as long as Russ is on this team, I think there, there's probably a certain ceiling. You, you, I mean, you you look at some of the crunch time stuff like earlier in the season, he had he had the the two for one opportunity against Portland, which he shouldn't have taken. Uh, you know, takes that jump shot, misses it. Lakers lose that game. Uh, had right. the situation against Philly uh, a, a week or so ago where he he um, you know takes the rebound full court, loses the ball. Lakers probably should have called timeout. They don't. He takes it and bead misses. So like, I think Russ in crunch time is one thing where um, you look at the crunch time metrics. Lakers have really struggled with him on the floor. He's been one of the worst crunch time players in the league. They probably got to go away from him in in crunch time to to be honest. But uh, aside from that, I I think it's really just been the you know the Lakers with with some of these losses that they've had. uh, It's hard to have faith in them. They they just haven't been consistent. I mean, they're still under five hundred. Like for for as much as we can praise them. There's still three games under 500, so yeah. I think that's it. But to, to your point, like they have two top ten guys, and that's something that I don't think any other team in the league can, can say. I, I mean, just go down the list. You know, Giannis doesn't have a top ten teammate. Tatum and B. Well, in Middleton, I don't think he's top ten. No, he's probably not top ten. Uh, yeah, he's not top um, 10. So, like, I think now you can, of course, now you. Can, I mean, the, the problem is you look at like three through nine on all those teams, and they're all better than the Lakers. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think as as we saw in that 2020 run, like with the you know LeBron and AD can solve a lot of problems for limited supporting cast. Now that supporting cast was definitely better than this one and fit better around them. But I just think with the level those two guys have shown this season, again, you know, put them in a seven game series, give them a chance to problem solve an opponent. Like they're 
I mean, I'm not going to say they're the favorite by any means because I, I still think there, there's several teams I'd put ahead of them in the West, but like, could they win a first round series in a bad matchup? Like, I think so for sure. So, uh, especially if they get it, like, if they got Bogdanovich and now you're looking at LeBron, AD, Bogdanovich, uh, let's say Austin Reeves and Dennis Schroeder, and then off the bench, uh, Russ, uh, Walker, you know, Walker, I, Hachimura, Hachimura, um, Troy Brown, Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant's played really well. Like that's a nine or 10 man rotation that you can kind of talk yourself into now. So um, the one thing now with with moving none is is that they might have to include Lonnie Walker in a deal. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, if you just look at the money, if you look at the money, like Pat and a first doesn't work for Bogdanovich. Uh, the, 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 The gap there in salary is too much. So and the, the the problem with the Lakers roster as constructed is they don't have a lot of tradable guys. Everyone's on a minimum contract. So if you look at mm. that was the thing with Kendrick, where you know kind of his value it was primarily as like a filler for you know six million, you know f- five and a half million. You add that to Pat, now all of a sudden you're, you're there with Bogdanovich or another guy in that twenty million dollar range. Currently, the only other salary they have that they could do that with is Lonnie. So I think that's something that oh. is going to be interesting. Like the, depending on who the guy is, I think Bogdanovich is. Probably borderline for for them on on whether they would do that, but you think that's too much? I, per, personally, probably not. Um, oh, you're so you're high on Bogdanovich. I'm high on Bogdanovich, and I, I also think Lonnie. Lon, I feel like Lonnie had, had played a little bit worse b- before his injury, and if you just look at his his scoring, it tailed off a little bit. He wasn't as consistent as earlier in the season. Um, he, but he I, let me ask you. Well, though, and, yeah, let's just say hypothetically they draw a team with some wings in the in the playoffs. Yeah. Who are their best wing defenders? And and I'm sorry, I don't think LeBron can be guarding the opponent's best wing at his age g- coming into the playoffs. So you're left with what Austin Reeves, who's solid and uh, long. Yeah, but he, but he he's, that, he's 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 thin. Um, he is yeah against those bigger wings. Like I, I like I like Austin more against point guards. I, I think that like you know ones okay. and twos is is more of his strength. Um, it's it's a good question and it's something that I think the Lakers are struggling with. Like. Right now, Pat Beverly's been that guy, but Pat's six one, you know, and and I think yeah. that there's a limitation to that. Um, Lonnie earlier in the season, and this is something Darvin Ham has mentioned a few times. Like he he hasn't been the same defender that he was early in the season. So like if he can get that back, he, he's got the 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 you know six four, really athletic, you know, strong guy. So like may, maybe Lonnie can do some of that. Um, you know, Troy Brown has been a guy for them that. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because Troy Brown was in Washington with, with Rui and mm. Rui took a spot basically. And, and now it might be happening again uh, with, with the oh, Lakers. It, it's just interesting how that works. But uh, I would say those two JTA, uh, the rookie Mac, like yeah. not great option. I mean, that, that, it's still, it's still I a weakness. Forgot, it's still a weakness. Gabriel. What about Gabriel? I really I, like, I like Gabriel game. too. Um, he is more of a four, four, five. Uh, mm. I mean, honestly, the, the one guy that, has done it in the past that like, you know, we haven't said it yet, but like AD has, uh, you know, I remember when I was covering the Clippers, uh, the, the Lakers would put AD on Kawhi and that was an effective strategy uh, late in games. Like, I don't think it's something you can necessarily do for, you don't want to do it for 48 minutes just because AD is such a good rim protector. You don't want to drag him out, but it can you put AD I mean, you can put him on a Giannis. You can put him on. I think you can put him on a Tatum or a Kawhi in a close game, six seven minutes left. Like, can he do that for six or seven minutes? Yeah. Uh, then I wonder if you go bigger and you go like Wenyan or, or Thomas Bryant as like the other big to kind of just have another big guy in the paint. But um, yeah, I mean, look, like I, the Lakers' defense has been awful since AD's been out. It is probably it's right there with shooting as like the biggest concern w- with this group. Yep. And Roy, I think, helps, but I don't know if he is, you know, I don't think, as of now, he hasn't shown he's that lockdown defender. Could he yeah, be that? No. Could he grow into that? Like, I think the Lakers look at it as like, uh, you know, Washington hasn't been exactly like the the best developmental situation for the last few years, right? So <laughs> for anyone. put him in LA with LeBron, with AD, with Russ, with Pat. He's got some leaders that have, you know, won championships, gone on deep playoff runs. Can that bring out a more focused Rui defensively can, you know, he's going to get the best shots he's ever gotten in his career. Like we, we see that time and time again with, with LeBron, you know, and guys playing around LeBron, you get your highest percentage shots with LeBron, just w- with the the attention he commands. So like 
playing with put him around LeBron, AD, and Russ, he's going to get open threes. And he's shown in the past yeah. he can't make those. So again, I, I think the, the Lakers aren't, you know, they don't have a perfect roster. They're, they have a, a uh, you know, a dearth of these 3 and D wings that everybody, you know, all the best teams have. And it is it is the weakness of the roster. But I think Roy is a step in the right direction. And if they can get another one of those guys, be it Gary Trent, Boyan, Boyan's a little bit weaker defensively, but but really good shooter. Could, could they get Trent? Could they get Trent for Beverly and one of the first? Is that do the salaries match up uh, there? I have to, off the top of my head, I believe I think so. It's like seventeen. I, I believe okay. so. Uh, they might have to throw in like a Damian Jones. Uh, yeah, a, toss him yeah, in there. So yeah. like, I, I would just like to keep Walker. I feel like he's a rotation. The, guy. the big thing is to um, me going to be the like, the protection on because the, the Lakers right now want to give up a uh, for, from what I've been told, you know, they're really fighting to give up a lottery protected pick and. It's really going to come down to like lottery protected versus, you know, is it top ten protected, top five protected, no protections? Like, because for teams, they obviously want the, the no protections because that's where you see, uh, like like the the Clippers and Cavs doing the trade, uh, you know, for Mo Williams, where then the Cavs get Kyrie Irving. Had the Clippers protected that trade, uh, or you know, that pick, they they get Kyrie Irving. So like th- yeah. that's where I think teams are looking at the Lakers down the, the rest of the decade and like, can we get an unprotected pick from the Lakers and like. We don't know what the situation is going to be like in a few years. Like that could be a top five pick. Uh, so yeah. it's to me the, the the biggest thing for the Lakers is just going to be the haggling on the pick and, and the protections and like can we get a lottery protected pick? Because I, I think that's a win for the Lakers if if they can lottery protect some of these. Yeah. The problem is it is the Lakers. So Toronto they're going to be asking for the world. They know it's the Lakers who are desperate. Palinka has got his work cut out. We could wrap up here, uh, Jovan, with the schedule. So the league always loads up the good TV games after the NFL season. So if you look at the Lakers schedule, it is brutal in the second half. Well, we're, we're you know in the games fifties and sixties. I, I know this is going to sound silly for a January game, but this Clippers game is enormous. It is for the Lakers. They can make up a game. Clippers are, I think, sixth, but only two games up with the mm-hmm. Lakers. So you win this, you pick up a game, and then on a back-to-back, maybe you can rest LeBron against the Spurs the following night, maybe, and you pick up a steal a win there because after that, you've got a pretty tough road trip at Boston, national TV game Saturday, at Brooklyn, national TV, well, NBA TV. Then you got at the Knicks on a back-to-back, and the Knicks are pretty good. Then you go Indiana, New Orleans, but again, like, with about 30-ish games left, you can't be going on these three, four-game losing streaks now. Not if you want to make the playoffs. For sure. And, and you know, the, the Lakers are expected to get AD, Lonnie Walker, and Austin Reeves back within the next week to, you know, maybe week to two weeks with Austin maybe, but but the other guys should be by the end of the week. So, uh, you know, you, you could have those guys uh, potentially playing, maybe not in the Clipper game, but maybe in the San Antonio game. Uh, so, as you said, maybe you do rest LeBron uh, just to kind of buy them some, you know, buy him some some rest, but but also get those guys back and get that boost. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think to to your point, like, th- th- you know, the the one thing that I think could change the Lakers' uh, activity around the deadline would be another losing streak that that maybe pushes them back into the 13 spot and like maybe a few games uh, out of the 10 uh, spot at that point, it's like, okay, we, we made an upgrade. We're going to keep our first, you know, and, and if, you know, this team can stay healthy, we, we got a puncher's chance, but otherwise like we're not really investing much. If they continue to win and at least stay around 500, if not, you know, go above that. I think that's where you really have to consider like, is it worth, not only throwing in a first, but maybe even a second first, and like really just saying, "Hey, like you know, no, we're not going to have home court advantage, and, and and you know, no, the season hasn't gone the way we wanted, but we've we've seen now if LeBron and AD are healthy, there aren't ten players in the league better than both of them, and if you have, like in most matchups, the Lakers will have two of the three best players on the floor, and if you have that mm-hmm. advantage, like we, we've seen time and time again how good, you know." Give LeBron James, uh, you know, decent teammates, and he can beat teams that on paper are better or deeper or, or whatever. So, uh, again, I don't. I think the Lakers would need a really big trade to become a true contender. But if they, well, they would define true contender, I mean, true contender to me is is um, 
you know, a team that could actually win the championship. Like, I, I don't think this. Okay, I don't, so who who is that in the West right now? Uh, it's tough because the West is so jumbled right now. Oh, I, I know that's the good. No, it's, it's, it's true. I, I think like, I, is Denver a true contender? Yeah, I think probably. I think Denver, Memphis, and I, I still give Golden State deference as the defending champs. Yes. Um. So I would say Golden State Clippers. I don't think so right now. But with what we've seen, oh, um, right. I would say Denver, Memphis, and Golden State are, are the three teams I look at as not Dallas. No, I, I, no, um, hmm. I think that the Brunson loss, like, I, I don't want to be, I think in a few years, we're going to be talking about Luca, maybe not the same as LeBron, but, but, you know, close where like, I don't want to be on the wrong side of like doubting Luca, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, already one of the best young playoff performers we've ever seen, but I, I just no, I could see them winning around, but I, I think. I just I don't think they're they're good enough to to win more than conference that. finals last year I believe right yeah but I, I think the it's always like how the bracket breaks and like yes, you know that's and, and I think I mean we've seen what Brunson's done now for the Knicks like I, I yeah think he's he, a solid very solid he's player. a good number two so I, I would say I, I mean if you're asking like Dallas versus the Lakers I'd give Dallas the edge right now but yeah um, how about this yeah OKC or the Lakers who do you think ends up with the better record and I'm that's Lakers, an all serious casual I'll say Lakers. But but okay. I think I think, casual I think it's, fans it's, don't know. Yeah, no, you're 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 hitting on something. It's the Oklahoma City team is like good. actually they're, legit they're right solid. Now. Um, that yeah, there there used to be layup wins over them. The Lakers have them twice here in the next like five weeks. They, they might those aren't gimme wins. They anymore. might be a playing team like like they legitimately. Yeah. Um, you know, but I would put the Lakers over like, I mean they they just passed Portland, but like Portland, Minnesota. Um, yeah, Minnesota's a mess. Like I hear I'll, I'm looking at the standings right now, but um, I mean, cl- cl- I mean, Minnesota could figure it out when Anthony Carl Anthony Towns comes back. I don't know when that is. Yeah. They've been without I'm, him forever. I'm not a, I've, I've been kind of out on Minnesota this whole time. Uh, I mean, I think the Gobert thing uh, has been a total disaster. Uh, I, I was way wrong. I thought they would be very good. Um, put them, are the okay, jazz, see, the jazz, jazz will fall out, yeah. right? Okay. See jazz, Minnesota, uh, Phoenix is a tricky one. With just what, when is uh I don't know what book what the deal Booker's is coming Booker. back but like ah, there's just been something off with that team all season with, with the like them and yeah. the Clippers are the two teams with like the the chemistry stuff where I just don't you know it's just been weird all year um no I mean I like New Orleans a lot uh Sacramento is like on, on paper better than the Lakers but the, they're two and two against each other this this season and like I love the I, Kings, I think man that I I mean. I think the Kings are better, but I think the Lake. I think the Lakers would beat them in a seven-game series if healthy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So nobody who really, I guess, Sabonis might scare you a little bit. I guess, but the, if you have AD, it's a different. It's story, the teams right? I put it definitively against the uh, ahead of the Lakers are, are Denver, Memphis, New Orleans, and Golden hmm. State. That's four. Oh wait, I don't. When's Brandon? And is Dallas Brandon Ingram and back are yet? Right there. I, I just I don't know what to make of the Pels. Like Zion's always hurt, Brandon Ingram's always hurt. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm assuming that they get healthy, which is not. I mean, they've lost four in a row. They're three and seven in their last ten. Like um, I, I'm looking at the uh, player efficiency rating in the league this year. Do you want to guess how many teams have two players in the top ten? Are are the Lakers one of them? The Lakers are the only. Okay, one. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Davis is two. Now he's only played 25 games and LeBron is 10. So everything you've said about the Lakers having the two best players on the court is true. And I still go back. I mean, that Sun series. Yep. Remember the, the what was it? The Jay Crowder? 2001. Against, yeah. No, no, no. Um, Was it Jay Crowder against LeBron, the backing down and the whole bench was going crazy and then he gets hurt? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lakers were the better. They should have won that series if everybody's healthy. Lakers were up two one. They had a a lead at halftime, and then That's in the right. third quarter uh, of Game Four, AD goes down. Yeah, and and it feels like the or it was actually right before. I think it was right before halftime, actually. But but still, yeah, second yeah, quarter. Yeah. The Suns rise up thanks to AD getting hurt, and boy, it feels like that window is closing rapidly. No. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, internally between Aiton, um, oh, I don't even know what's going on with Jay Crowder, right? Like, is, he's not playing for them. No, yeah, I mean, th- that's been such a weird situation because he, he's been holding out and they just haven't found 
a trade for him. And it's weird because you know they, they are trying to compete. So like they're only it, it's like they're looking for a trade. They're not looking to just like dump him somewhere and like get a pick back or or get like a young like they want someone that can help now. But the way his salary is, it's kind of in that in between zone where it's hard to find a guy that's as good as Jay Crowder making the same amount of money that a team is willing to give up for Jay Crowder. I also think him kind of holding out isn't always like that's not always the best look for some teams where they're like, we just don't want to deal with the situation. And like, you know, what if he turns on us? Like, so I, I think, yeah, I mean, going back to their, their collapse uh, against the Mavericks, like everything, I mean, you, you had the Robert Sarver massive report in that whole situation. And now that this ownership, right. uh, you know, shift that they're having, you, you had the whole Deandre Ayton contract situation where they clearly didn't want to resign him, but you know, he, he, forced their hand, signed with the Pacers, and or, or they didn't want to pay him as much as, as he ended up getting. They're playing hardball. Then he says he hasn't talked to Monty Williams since uh, their, their playoff loss. You got Jay Crowder holding out. Uh, like It's just been situation after situation with the Suns, so it does feel like that they're coming up against it where like uh, they're going to have to pivot kind of one way, one, one direction or in the other. All right. Sorry, uh Jovan, my dog is freaking out, buddy boy. Um, he's really sick of the Lakers talk. <laughs> so anyways, uh, thank you for uh, taking the time to join the pod, and uh, we'll be looking for your coverage on the Lakers the rest of the way. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. Later. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.